Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Roll Podcast. I'm your guest, uh, I mean, your, your host, Ryan Basor, and today we got episode 73, 73 uh, straight weeks. So uh, we're, we're creeping up on on 75 and uh, shooting for 100 here. So today I'm excited to have uh, Novo back on, and this time uh, Charles Massant, the sales director of uh, over at Novo for wholesale and bulk retail. Charles, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks. So I know Charles is an avid Smoke and Rope uh, listener, so uh, uh, I always like that and uh, have good conversations. But uh, Kevin, uh, haven't talked to you this week. What's happening? Dude, it's just running, 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 and it seems like I'm, <clears throat> I'm hit with the technical uh, bug right now. Everything seems to not be working. Last week, midway through the show, my internet goes out. This week, I try to get the laptop up and running, and it won't even power up. So I'm over at the uh, the old facility broadcasting from the uh, old computer. I hope everything goes flawless today, but uh, glad to have Charles and no- uh, Nobo on. I'm excited to talk to you guys and hear about uh, what you guys got going on over there. Cool, cool. Yeah, no, you're looking, sounding loud and looking clear, so, so far, so good. Tom, over at Relief, what's up in the man? What's up? Oh, snow. It's moving snow around. A lot of snow up here, man. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. No. What's awesome. going on with you, Ryan? How are things with you? Things are going good. I uh, had some friends How's stop Newton's? by. Uh, Newton's, the, the sun's doing great. One month uh, birthday yesterday and checkup. Gained a couple pounds in two weeks, so that was pretty cool. And awesome. I'm uh, still not getting a lot of sleep, but it's uh, it's been it's been been awesome. Um, enjoying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, but, and, uh, but I wanted, uh, Charles, um, I actually met Charles for the first time, it was, it was, it was at the old office, it was about six, seven months ago, and stopped by with Ingo, and, uh, Ingo is, uh, uh, kind of the, what's Ingo's title over there, Charles? Uh, Ingo is the vice president of Nobo, and, uh, you know, he's, he's been in the director of cultivation role, he, he just wears a lot of hats. Yep. And uh, I've uh, actually met Ingo back in 2010. He lived in Okemos and uh, was around when I got raided and came to CCC and would talk to me. And uh, he's definitely a, a great dude. And uh, it's, um, you know, great, great team over there that you guys are building. So, but Charles and Ingo came by, uh, gave me some samples. Uh, it was as excellent getting to, getting to know you, Charles. We, uh, and then, um, you know, told me some really cool stories about how you got into cannabis. You, uh, you walked on at Western Michigan. Uh, ended up, uh, you know, making it in the NFL for multiple teams and then played overseas and, uh, you know, just, uh, but, but all along the way you had a strong, very strong relationship with cannabis. So I found it pretty fascinating. And I also, you know, started following you on your, your Instagram and I, was, and I didn't know who you were at first. I said, who is this guy? And, uh, he, uh, you were, uh, all over the state. It sounded like you were willing to jump in the car. If someone wanted to talk, you drive eight hours and, and go talk to him. I saw that a couple of times. So very cool. Um, glad things are going well over there. So, uh, like I said, thanks for being on and, uh, why don't you kind of give a little bit of your background and, uh, tell a couple of stories and then we'll get into what the market's like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you once again for having me. It's an honor to be on the show. I'm a big fan. Uh, I look forward to meeting, uh, 
Kevin, and uh, uh, it's, it's Tom. Tom, I'm so sorry. I uh, look forward to meeting you guys both. Uh, I started at Noble Goods uh, in January. Um, just a little bit different of a route. I started, uh, you know, with the maintenance perspective in the building and then helping with harvest, helping with trim, uh, anywhere that I could be of service. And then uh, once our harvest started coming down, they, uh, they needed someone to go out and represent the company. So i uh, extremely humbled to have that opportunity. And, um, you know, I love driving around the state and meeting new people. Uh, this is a relationship game. Uh, and as Ryan had said, I, I was fortunate enough to play a little bit of football as a walk-on at Western Michigan, earned a full ride and uh, same route in the NFL. Um, so kind of that bottom of the food chain, uh, blue collar mentality. And, uh, you know, we bring that same uh, message at Noble with what we do. We're very humble, selfless, uh, service oriented people. And we're always striving to get better, uh, whether it's with cultivation or being team leaders or so on and so forth. We're always striving to become better. So um, just humbled to be a part of the cannabis community. Thank you. Uh, one real quick. Uh, t when did uh, when doesn't have to be quick. When did your relationship with cannabis start? And how did that work with your football career? Sure. It's in, I grew up very conservative, uh, Catholic altar boy, and it was a no no in high school. Uh, once I got to Kalamazoo, uh, you know, halfway between Detroit and Chicago, there was, uh, you know, quite the cannabis selection in that town. So picked it up in college, uh, immediately fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, I've been a heavy user for 23 years, all throughout football and, and all that, that process. So it's, it's done nothing but be very beneficial for me, uh, my focus, uh, the anti-inflammatory capabilities of it, and, and obviously the psychoactive effects. <laughs> That's great. Now, uh, recently, uh, we were, uh, we we're actually uh, working on some, some posts about it. Uh, Redemption and, and Novo, we teamed up and, uh, you know, just did a small run with some Gorilla Breath and also some C4. And uh, that's gone over real well. Uh, you know, those are both in uh, five stores. That's, uh, that's the way we started it off. And it's been been a big hit and uh, uh, really enjoyed enjoyed the flower. But like, tell, tell us about like how it's how it was going um, in um, and like before and for Croptober and then obviously uh, what was that like? And then, the, you know, I know it, it got pretty rough out there. I talked, I've talked to, to Ingo and I've talked to, we talked to a lot of the growers, what was happening. And then how did the Veritas lab scandal affect uh, you guys? Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this Croptober was our first run at Croptober at Novo. So it was a little bit of an adjustment. Um, you know, we weren't, uh, it's our first time through, so we just had to rely on, you know, our fundamentals of working hard, uh, established relationships and really hitting the ground hard from a cold call perspective. So in the last 36 days, I've driven 10,222 miles, um, just kind of combating that, meeting new people, trying to spread the word, uh, just very old school, uh, hit the ground running kind of a sales rep. So. I love going around, meeting people, handing out samples, uh, and then just uh, you know building and building a relationship and having an opportunity to get feedback, and then you know humbled enough to have an opportunity to get an op opportunity in the store itself. So um, it, it's a, it's been a unique year. You know, we started we're on our 18th harvest at Novo, and um, 
we've done nothing but just get better and better and better. And that's a testament to Ingo, uh, Ingo Oslin and uh, Derek Smith, our, our director of cultivation and the whole team uh, over at El Reco in Benton Harbor. Uh, we've really put together something special, uh, family oriented, selfless, humble group of guys and girls. Yeah, Charles, you know, that, that's, a, that's a great way to go about it. You, you uh, hit nail right on the head when you mentioned uh, this is all about relationships. I think that that's something that these bigger companies are overlooking. Uh, they've always treated this product as like a widget. And we, we know we've been a part of this for long enough. We know that this isn't a widget and has a lot of different aspects to it. And, and that stuff needs to be explained and, and taught and learned. And, and so, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys for, for taking that approach on, uh, on your, on your uh, you know, trying to get to, 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 to meeting people and building those relationship um, things. But I did want to touch on before you, before you move on too fast from your, your football days of, of, uh, of playing. Um, you know, I, uh, I, when I first started growing a, a pot out in Colorado, <clears throat> um, I ended up doing it full time. And I was playing men's league hockey. I grew up playing hockey. And so I, I honestly, for about two years, I, I literally treated this men's league like a, like I was a professional, right? <laughs> you know, I was, I was practicing two days a week. We were playing three games a, a week. Um, and I got to this point where I was cross-training. And um, I thought to myself, like, you know, maybe if I stop smoking, you know, it'll, it'll help my game, right? And what I quickly realized, which was counterintuitive to what I thought was, is that immediately I realized that my creativity wasn't the same. And that when I got back to smoking and going out on the ice, I was doing things that just were just happening. They weren't, that wasn't thinking about it. It would just happen, right? And uh, I was just wondering if you had some of those experiences when you were, when you were playing the game. And, uh, you know, aside from the anti-inflammatory and things like that, were there other aspects of, of marijuana that you, you, you thought improved uh, your training and things of that nature? Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. You know, I came out of high school, like I said, very conservative and straight edge student athlete. Um, you know, really didn't drink. I really don't drink at all uh, now, thank God. But, uh, you know, cannabis, it was very taboo. And, uh, you know, a high energy guy that needs structure. I have ADHD. So when I found cannabis, the first time I smoked, I, it, it really uh, took an effect on me, a positive effect. And it's been a love affair ever since. I love how you said, Kevin, that it does. It promotes creativity, uh, vision. It helped me with everything, focusing really digging into uh, uh, game film, so on and so forth. And then obviously game day morning, you, you wake up and you take your couple puffs to relax and get mentally focused for the game. Uh, and then obviously hit pregame meal and all that stuff. But it, it's it's just been godsend. Um, like I said, it's, a, it's such a, a magnificent plant and there's so many people doing such a great job at cultivating and all sorts of different strains. And uh, like I said, I'm just humbled. Uh, take that same approach from football and that blue collar mentality and uh, very transparent, straightforward and service oriented. Yeah, I think you're 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 spot on with the the ADHD thing. I think that there's so much going on when you're when you're on the football field or if you're on the ice and and it's you know sometimes it's hard to focus. You're trained. Your your mind knows. Your body knows what you're supposed to do. But sometimes your mind, for someone like me, maybe someone like you, gets a little distracted. But for me, it slows me down. It focuses me and kind of just lets my body act like it should instead of being so kind of scatterbrained. So I, I thought that was pretty pretty spot on that you said that with the ADHD. Yeah, absolutely. And just to touch real quick, I, I love how you uh, it, it's it's there's a big difference today, as you see in professional sports, especially in the NFL. Uh, cannabis was on that 
you know, um, that blacklist, it wasn't accepted. And it's just a weird ideology. The irony is, is uh, crazy with it. You know, you see a lot of people getting into trouble uh, with alcohol and DUIs and doing things like that. You really don't hear at all, um, you know, like, hey, you know, we got together and had a huge blowout party and things got out of control <laughs> and we were just, you know, it was cannabis. Cannabis was the reason. So uh, it's been a weird uh how things have changed. You know, you look at our coaches, coaches want their players focused on the game, going home, doing the right thing, um, staying in tune, all those things. And, and cannabis does nothing but uh, amplify and help all of those, uh, uh, those ideologies. What were some of the, how did you get around it in, in, in the NFL? I don't know if you want to like uh, divulge too much of that, but I, no. obviously there's guys that, um, it's heavily used. Uh, that's no secret. But then you see guys like Josh Gordon or some of these other guys, maybe they just couldn't stop. Uh, I mean, they can't, yeah, how, how does that work? Uh, so in the NFL, you know, uh, you're alerted. You know when the drug testing it was going to come. And, and I played uh, 2005 to almost 2009. And every July, uh, right before training camp, you knew that uh, the drug testing people were coming in. Uh, so you were prepared, you know, you, you, you put the pipe down and, uh, you know, you got it out of your system. And then, you know, that day that you take your, your drug test and pass, uh, you're free to go. It's not a performance. I think it's performance enhancing from a calming focus, um, energy preserving standpoint. Uh, but you know, marijuana and cannabis, cannabis is not looked upon as being like a performance enhancer, like a steroid or, or something like that. So. Uh, it's just about playing the game, you know, doing the right thing. If you get into trouble in, in pro sports, if you're out doing, you know, you, you put a target on your back. So um, basically you just, you pass the drug test and you stay out of trouble and uh, you can consume all season long. Well, it seems like that opens up the doors for more irresponsible type consumption of things like alcohol, like you're saying, right? To, to push people away from cannabis because it's so shunned. It's important for athletes to have advocates like you and uh, Drew, our neighbor over at uh, Freedom Green here in Kalkaska, um, you know, to have people to stand up and say and have an advocate to say that this works, you know, and normalize it. I mean, it, it's across the whole spectrum. I mean, for the treatment of CTE, you know, there's so many things that happen during the, you know, during the course of, you know, an athlete's career that it's just constant trauma to your body and to use a natural you know, plant in order to treat that versus, you know, you know, throwing a bunch of prescriptions and making, you know, opioid, uh, you know, addicted, um, you know, patients. Uh, it's, it, it's important to have people to come out because athletes are seen at, um, cause we're always going to start talking about the children. Right. And we don't want to start, um, bringing cannabis up in front of children and, and, athletes are role models for children and, and as they absolutely should be but they also need to be treated as you know the normal adults that they are and everyone needs to no normalize cannabis and yeah i think athletes really need advocates like you guys and i'm glad to hear that you know you're willing to you know speak out and and you know is there a are there a group of people that kind of communicate normally about these types of things in order to advocate and the professional level so it's an interesting great question tom um you know, right now I'm trying to put together uh, some former NFL alumni players, and I know I, I would say a large percentage uh, consumed cannabis. I would say 80 percent. 
um, like I said, uh, from the full spectrum approach, anti-inflammatory, you, you, you catch your psychoactive buzz, but the, all the benefits uh, from cannabis. And now you're starting to see like the NFL changing their tune a little bit on regulations. And I would say, you know, you're starting to see it everywhere. We're, we're uh, here in Michigan. We're so fortunate to, to be in this market and to have this freedom. But you're starting to see it come together nationwide in pro sports. Uh, it's beginning to um, really take on a positive effect. You know, there's a there was a, a negative taboo against cannabis, much more so than alcohol. And that, you know, alcohol has affected everybody's family for multiple generations. And it's just it was it's socially acceptable. It's really nice to see that cannabis is, um, you know, inching towards that same mentality of being socially acceptable. Uh, not only helping people with cancer or young children with epilepsy, but there's a multitude of different um, applications that cannabis has proven to be uh, be very effective in treating. That's great. What uh? So you had a pro? You played some pro ball in Amsterdam. Uh, what what did you uh, behave yourself, or uh, how did that go down? Yeah, so I played uh, when I got I got signed to the New York Jets as an undrafted free agent in 2005, and uh, was fortunate enough to make it through training camp and make the practice squad. So my first two years, I was on the practice squad, and you just practice throughout the week. You don't travel with the team to games, but uh, you're you're a scout team player, getting the starters prepared for the week ahead. Um, so NFL Europe was around 1991 to 2007. I was extremely fortunate to play. Uh, in the 2006 and 2007, the final two seasons, there were five teams in Germany and one team in Amsterdam. So you played each team uh, once at their place and then they'd come to your play 10 game season. Uh, yeah, so I was very fortunate to play in Amsterdam uh, two times and, and spent a lot of time in that city on my personal time. But yeah, extremely fortunate. Um, it's a it's a much different mentality over there, even in Germany and Europe. It, even back in the mid, you know, 2005, 2006 timeframe, it was much more accepted uh, from a society perspective than it was uh, here in the United States. So it really is uh, awesome to see how we are progressing and, uh, you know, destigmatizing that taboo. So you guys, you guys hit the dispensary before the game, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I, <laughs> my uh, game day morning, we end up, we played on a, uh, Saturday night there. We played our games on Saturdays there. Um, but, you know, Saturday morning comes around, you're sitting in the hotel all day. And, uh, you know, I just went to my coach and I'm like, hey, um, you know, I just want to go see the town and take a walk. He's like, stay off your feet and whatever. So I went down there and, uh, you know, got my mind right. And uh, it, it's just, it's the best town in the world. I have so much yeah. fun in that city. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well yeah, I can't agree more. I, I think Amsterdam's amazing. I spent a lot of time over there. Uh, miss it a lot. I haven't been there in a few years. I'm just waiting for those days, Brian and Tom, with the with the lounge up in Kalkaska. Like, you know, I feel like that's going to be uh, dipping our toe a little bit into what it was like back in the day, and I can't wait to to experience that. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Minus the space cakes and everything, but yeah. oh, we'll get we there someday. We definitely need space cake. <laughs> yeah, that cyclobin, baby. Yeah. So, uh, what as far as with Nobo, um, what how are you guys going about picking genetics? I know you've made some changes, and uh, what do you have coming, and uh, what's what's the philosophy behind that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ingo and Derek uh, and, and other leaders, we've put together a game plan. We've moved in the direction of um, tissue culture and compound genetics. I mean, just getting really good, clean, healthy plants into the facility and makes the process a lot more attainable to, to really produce some excellent stuff. So we've moved in that direction of using tissue culture. We got some really exciting strains uh, coming up. The, we have a platinum garlic, a gorilla breath, as you know, Ryan, some of the gorilla breath and the C4. Uh, they test it out fantastically uh, and they're great smokes. We have the purple punch cake and we're growing a couple OGs, the marshmallow OG and the San Fernando Valley OG. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard to grow OGs in Michigan. So we're really uh, teeing in the facility and the environment um, to really make, you know, take take advantage of these awesome strains. We also have some ice cream man, some docilato and some garlic grove coming. So very exciting stuff. Um, you're nothing without your genetics. So we're, we're really trying to be unique uh, and, and provide the consumer with the best options. How many classes do you guys have? <sighs> you know, that's a... I don't want to speak uneducatedly. I want to say, uh, I want to say five or six times. We have a we have a forty thousand square foot facility in Benton Harbor, and um, a little bit about Nobo. Uh, we're a little bit different, so we own the LED light company called Grow Ray. Uh, excellent uh, option. Really, just kind of separates us in the vertical integration market. So we have our our grow facility with the light company that that we um, that we own. And then we have our processor uh, connected to our facility as well. And one of the cool things about our processing facility is that we focus primarily on CO2 uh, full spectrum extraction. So uh, there's not a lot of people doing CO2. Uh, we at Nobo really promote the entourage effect. Uh, the, the best way to preserve cannabinoids, flavonoids, and terpenes is to extract it via CO2. The reason you don't see it being done so often is because you don't yield as much oil and it takes longer. But, you know, we're just trying to separate ourselves in a distillate saturated market. These CO2 products are, are uh, really just making a positive impact on every level. So uh, we have our facility, we have our processor, and then we have our four provisioning centers. Uh, we are in Edwardsburg, Benton Harbor, Battle Creek, and Muskegon. And, uh, you know, God willing and the way we're heading, we, we hope to have more. Uh, very soon, but we're really just trying to build a, a unique, uh, humble, hardworking operation because there are so many people in this state that are doing a phenomenal job, uh, you three gentlemen. Um, and, and like I said, we're just humbled to uh, be associated and, and to have an opportunity to play a role. So Charles, over the last few weeks, the big talk has been about the big recall. Just curious how, how Nobo has been affected. Have you guys been able to to, to navigate your way through that? Have you been affected at all? Uh, we, yeah, well, we have our four stores, so there was some inventory that was affected from that standpoint. But um, yeah, Ingo uh, did a, a great job at interviewing all 11 labs. And, uh, you know, fortunately we made uh, the, a good decision to go with um, Cambia up in Traverse City. Great people, they do a great job for us. Um, so from that standpoint, from a wholesale standpoint, we were not, you like that, Tom? We were not, uh, thankfully, we were not affected because, uh, uh, you know, our flower wasn't tested through Beardus. Now, on the other hand, uh, I feel extremely, uh, it, it was a terrible time for cannabis. There were a lot of people, a lot of great operations that, uh, you know, chose poorly with the tester that they trusted to, 
to do it the right way with their flower. And um, so I, I looked at it as, as just a learning experience. Stay humble. Obviously, you know, a lot of sales reps wanted to exploit that, you know, we just have Cambian or another company as our tester and not Beardis. So I just wanted to be a support, uh, support to people out there that needed help in a time of need. So that, that was just our role. Stay humble, stay consistent, because as you guys know, now the majority of that flower is retested and I'm sure the majority of it will be back into the stores. So it was a good opportunity to, to see who showed their true, true colors from a service standpoint and exploitation standpoint. Um, but we, we were very fortunate, just slow and steady and, and be of service. Yeah, good for you guys. I'm glad that you guys did your homework on uh, the research part. Like Tom said, thumbs up to Cambium. We've worked with them in the past. They've always done us really, really well. Um, you know, it's amazing to me what has come out with this whole recall thing um, in recent weeks. Uh, it's come out that um, Virtus had developed their own methodology, that they were just yeah. testing however the hell they wanted to. Uh, that to me absolutely blows my mind. Um, you know, that's a systemic problem and, and we need to fix that. And we need to fix that stat, you know, uh, for, for there to have been this much recalled and, and this many people affected, uh, unacceptable. This is, this is the job of our department that we fund greatly with our licensing fees. And for us to have been put in this situation, like I said, absolutely unacceptable. And I expect changes to come swift and fast. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin, there's consequences for your actions. And it's just a shame that a lot of good people that were doing things the right way uh, were affected negatively from it. So, um, you know, you're, you're naive if you don't realize that uh, this just is, isn't about one company. This is about an industry. This is about a plant that has transformed all of our lives. And in turn, uh, we use it to help other people um, and uh, manage and all that stuff. So it, it was an unfortunate circumstance and, and I hope everybody's doing all right out there rebounding from it. I think it's important to come back to what you're saying as far as relationships go and understanding what's happening and, and not always shopping based upon the lowest bidder and trying to do the right things and not always cutting corners for the bottom line. I mean, that's rarely ever the most important thing is the bottom line when it comes down to thing. I know that their business people with, you know, masters in business that are probably crawling, their skin's crawling when, when they hear me say that, but it's true. And these are the types of things if you do your research and you look into who owns the companies that you're working with and their past i mean these are huge roles i mean they, they basically um a lab a safety compliance facility controls i mean you control your own destiny if you have quality clean product going in but they you know you're entrusting somebody else to handle like it's that chain of custody and knowing the people involved and knowing that they um they they work based on science and not just on you know bottom lines and 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 uh you know they're more interested in doing the right thing for the science and that everything is accurate and compliant because we we are living in a very um new industry and we're all trying to still navigate the things up the state is too but yeah this is a huge it's a huge black eye and you know if we can learn one thing is to maybe be a little bit more invested in, in, in what your relationship is with the people you're doing business with. Yeah, absolutely. Do your homework, uh, do the interviews, find out, uh, you know, where these people came from and what they're all about. So, uh, you know, like I said, Ingo Oslin did a fantastic job at, for, through the interview process and we were extremely fortunate uh, last week. 
It sounds like you guys have a really, really strong team here in Michigan. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, considering that Novo is um, based in like Colorado, you guys have plans on um, moving out and becoming multi-state operators, opening up any kind of uh, stores or facilities outside of the state of Michigan? Yeah, great question, Tom. So Nobo stands for North Boulder, but our headquarters and our home base operation is in Benton Harbor. Currently out in Colorado, we are, we're building uh, a state-of-the-art geothermal uh, greenhouse uh, project out there. It's pretty amazing. Obviously with the grow ray lights uh, that kind of separate us from others from a greenhouse and an indoor perspective. Um, so that's really exciting. And then uh, uh, about a month ago, we were extremely fortunate to get approved in Illinois for a provisioning center. So currently right now, yeah, I guess we are multi-state, but we are a Michigan home base, our, our facility and um, our four provisioning centers are here. So that's our main focus. But hey, maybe one day if we're fortunate, I, I know we have a great model um, and great people and ownership and leadership. Um, yeah, hopefully, maybe one day we could get to that level. We don't want to become known as like, a, you know, these huge, big, big cannabis companies. We want to kind of put our own unique footprint into the game. Uh, so we're just trying to do that at every level at Nobo Goods. What, uh, did you guys get one of the get one of the grow licenses too in Illinois? Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I believe this this license was just for a provisioning center, Ryan. So okay. I don't know that information off the top of my head. Cool, cool. And that's uh, that's exciting. Um, what would you say now, as far as like so, Novo Retail? Um, you guys have uh, been incredible at Redemption. In fact, I'm part of uh, Redemption's part of you guys' social equity plan, uh, and I really appreciate that everything you've done. Um, you know, but also like special, you know, Edwardsburg. Uh, you know, like uh, I remember talking to Bill early on, uh, Stoller, who's been you know meeting with me, taking instead of paying me as a consultant, he'd take me out for uh, food and drinks. So, but it paid off, so I'm I'm happy. Um, but you know, we talked about Edwardsburg, and it's it's been just a great for redemption. What uh what percentage of Novo flowers in your stores versus other brands and. Um, um, is there ever a push to, you know, like people are trying to do all Nobo? Um, what's, what's a little bit of the, the philosophy behind that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we try to implement the most efficient uh, model of vertical integration, but we're also cognizant of uh, having variety, which is very important for the consumer. Um, our goal is obviously to move uh, as much noble flour as possible through our stores uh, to the consumer, but we also have a wholesale and we also have to have relationships with great companies like uh, Redemption and, you know, looking forward to uh, getting together with Tom and getting some ex some of his flour into our shops. But we always want to associate ourselves with like-minded people. Um, right now, I think we're at, at just about 50% of our flour volume is noble flour. So, we're, we're really putting emphasis on um, the Nobo brand and moving Nobo flour through Nobo stores as well as other places on the wholesale market. But, um, you know, 50%, there's another 50% there for excellent vendors and, and people that do a great job cultivating. Kevin, you as well. I can't wait to, to you know, get your guys' products in our store as well. Because um, we're just, we're, it's, uh, we're trying to learn as much as we can and uh you know there's uh like uh, tom said this is a new industry so we're, we're really trying to navigate i mean it's been the fastest year of my life 
uh, the days go by so quickly. I, I know it's because I love my job and I love the industry, but man, oh man, it, it, it just, it's flying. So we're just trying to be con conservative and do things the right way and, uh, you know, really uh, cater to the consumer. Yeah, I just had some uh, some folks in from Arizona, some friends that are in the industry, and we were talking about that Michigan compared to other markets there, and they're in uh, you know Colorado, Arizona, um, Illinois, but then they're also in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is the same way. And we're just talking about Michigan right now. It feels like if you take a week off at the wrong time, you're 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 behind. Like yeah, it's it, it can change, uh, it can change uh, so fast. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, pretty incredible. What, uh, any, any other, uh, you know, final plans for Nobo or anything in the works? Um, I know you guys are part of our, uh, also another thing you're helping with is our, um, our holiday drive with sons and daughters and the foundation. And we're getting, uh, you know, it's awesome that we're able to, uh, you know, buy Christmas presents for people that are either affected by, uh, cannabis prohibition or disabilities, um, um, especially that end of it with Josie Scoggin helping, uh, who is from Bent Harbor, so it's been a great connection. But um, besides that, any, anything uh, in the next couple of months, anything coming out of processing or you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, you know, we right now we're really trying to uh, nail processing and get some unique products. We have the CO2 full spectrum gummies and the uh, CO2 dart syringe which is really nice for topping off the bowl or the, the pre-roll or the blunt. Um, really uh, gives you like a hash aspect, you know, allows your flour to burn slower and you get that old school hash taste with that full spectrum CO2 oil. Um, but we, we got a couple ideas we're trying to get in and, and be unique. Um, you know, we're, we're getting into some infused pre-rolls and some things like that we're considering. Uh, you know, possibly getting into some live resin uh, carts and CO2. CO2 is solventless, so it's very similar to uh, live resin from a, a property standpoint. So we're, we're, we're just, uh, we're considering a multitude of ideas and talking to the consumers. But I think our main, uh, our, our main mindset at Novo is just continually, uh, continuing to get better, uh, really staying humble and, uh, you know, uh, taking advantages of our opportunities. I know all that stuff sounds cliche, but really when you break down this industry and, and Tom and Kevin, and obviously you know this, Ryan, it's a it's a relationship industry. So um, just trying to build those ground roots with, with great like-minded companies and, uh, you know, expand the pie. I think there's, you know, everybody, I don't look at, I don't want to sound corny, but I don't look at people as competition. I look at this as like, we're all fortunate to have a seat at the table and whatever we can do to expand the pie uh, and everybody can have success. Um, so we're just trying to play our role, uh, really grow great flour and uh, produce some awesome CO2 full spectrum products coming up processing. So. And I had the uh, I had the hot sauce. You guys brought me that. That was nice. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, but um, you know, Charles is great having you on. I want to give a chance to for uh, Kevin and Tom to to say goodbye before we wrap up. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, you know about uh, you know staying humble and 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 trying to be with like-minded people. You know, I I I'm fearful of the days to come where every other industry in this world is is corporatized. 
and every dollar is sucked out to a, a phantom corporation that you know just doesn't ever hit the ground floor. And we have an opportunity here with this with this new industry to, to build something that has longevity for a ton of people. I love your your mantra on that aspect. I've always said the exact same thing. I'm not afraid of Tom as a competitor. I'm not afraid of you guys as a competitor. You guys, we're all friends and family. You know, like uh, there's room for everybody to eat. And uh, I appreciate you guys taking that approach. I think that's awesome. Um, it was great having you on the show. And uh, you know, I look forward to. Uh, to, to building a relationship with you moving forward. And I, I'm definitely looking forward to getting some of our flour into your uh, into your shop. So we'll continue that conversation as we move forward. And uh, you know, you have a great holiday season and I hope everybody over at Novo uh, has a safe and, and good one. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's a pleasure, sir. How do you follow that, right? <laughs> no, man, I, I agree on all fronts with Kevin. And I just wanted to add, if you're ever up in this area on your many travels, please, stop by and say hi we'd love to show you around and make sure you bring some of that solvent list with you for me a little r d you know what i'm saying always tom i look forward to it man i'll be up seeing you soon i have a baby boy due in nine days uh god bless congratulations my, god bless my wife so in the same boat as ryan you know uh so right you know, that, i think driving ten thousand plus miles was just trying you know really getting prepared for taken i don't i'll never take time off because you can always do you know you can work from anywhere but you know i will have to take a little bit of break on driving around the state but i'll be up to see you soon uh, it'll be my pleasure i'd love well, to give yeah. you our samples best of luck to you and your family that's great news yeah. man thank you sir yeah. thank you so charles shows up with a, a big tackle toolbox full of weed too it's pretty awesome here i got so. it right here <laughs> make sure you grab the weed bag and not the diaper bag okay yeah oh, that's nice. a, yeah, that's, that's his weed yeah. nice <laughs> <laughs> oh, just man. trying to be different just trying yeah. to be different so uh, Charles any uh, any final goodbyes uh, yeah I just wanted to thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this show Ryan thank you so much for the opportunity uh, for Novo to be involved with Redemption it's uh, you know it's one of the best stories in the whole state and one of the best foundations in the whole state um, everything that you stand for uh we're, we're on that same page and we're extremely humbled to be associated with you guys and uh, the Redemption Foundation. So really looking forward to continuing doing a lot of business. Um, Tom and Kevin look forward to cultivating uh, some business relationships as well. But uh, just, just humbled to be a part of this show and humbled to be uh, associated with you guys. Oh man, Charles, I, I appreciate it and Novo has been been great great to me and uh you know you, you talk about relationships and pre you know we hit croptober uh in october and obviously none of the redemption product was was touched by Virtus, but things things slow down uh, that's just we expected that but you know nobo um is one of the groups that chugs right along for redemption and really did a lot of supporting so uh thank you for the relationship as well and it was great having you on. And uh, with that, see everybody next week. Thank you, man. Thanks. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey. <laughs>